0: You're listening to a podcast from Blogging Heads TV. Hey, Mickey, you seem to be eating something or to have a growth on your cheek. Which is it? Hey,
1: Bob. I guess it's the eating. I'm not eating. I'm just, I'm following the latest scientific advice that guys who mumble are more attractive, you know? Is that right? So... That's what I said, it's the it's the most implausible scientific finding error. That's great news. No, I can see that because then
0: the the the, the yeah. uh, then women can't understand what you're saying, and most things that guys say are are stupid things. So well, it's, it's, it's
1: it's I think it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be a sign of masculinity, Bob.
0: You look, yeah. you know, who you look like is you look Marlon Brand like uh, Marlon, Marlon Brando in, in the Godfather. You beat me to that, but you really do. It's striking. Well,
1: He's he, he stuffed cotton wads in his cheeks, Bob. It's striking. Uh, I, I know, know you So did. I'm using the Brando technique.
0: Is it, and, It's working on me. I find, I am charmed. I, I it, Frankly, Mickey, I'm having an erotic experience right not now. Not
1: supposed to work like that, Bob. <laughs> supposed to work on women.
0: I'm not women. the target audience? Chicks.
1: No, you're not my target audience. Much as I love you.
0: Well, anyway, it's... Uh, anyway. You know, I, I. for what it's worth, this this
1: focus group is wowed. Right. You know, I thought you could be congressman right, senator right, president right, and instead Maybe. you're on this lousy podcast, you could have been a contender.
0: That's a different movie. He didn't have stuff in his cheeks for that movie.
1: Instead of a podcaster, which is what you is. Um. Anyway, um. I'm going to eat my what I stuffed in my cheeks. Yeah, down. don't let the podcast
0: stop you from eating, you know, and just grossing us all out, because really... That's what people come to podcasts for is to get super grossed out.
1: So just I think I'm I'm gonna eat I'm gonna I'm gonna go tubing for a second and eat. <laughs> Mickey. Hang on. That's not what I think of when somebody says I'm going
0: tubing for a second. Um What is this that sound? Could be Mickey. Okay, Moment. I'm off tubing. Okay. That was fast. Uh, the, if he had been that fast, the, he'd
1: still be employed by the New Yorker. It was very fast. Uh he's uh He's now inveighing against the Texas abortion law, which we should discuss at some point. So, is he fully
0: on CNN now? He is the the legal guy. I think so. Guy? Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Good comeback. <laughs> no pun intended. Good half a comeback. He's getting a lot of shit though. Yeah, we're doing our best. Uh, no, it's not just us. It's uh, the the main um, the main antagonist seems to be Mark Hemingway, who always mentions that he impregnated a colleague and tried to get her to have an abortion whenever he comments on an abortion case, which seems does, to be does true. He, does
0: he throw in and she was half your age and, and the daughter of a colleague who no, considered he, you a trusted friend? those are dropped
1: off in the later tweets. Oh. Um, but he did, he did get in that he, he, he did not initially denied paternity and they had to do a test. Wait, who is Mark Hemingway? Is he
0: related to the conservative Hemingway uh, yes. woman? What's her name? I think
1: they're married. Molly Hemingway and Mark Hemingway. Well,
0: okay, well then he doesn't have any traction in Tuban World. He's he's a conservative. Tuban can survive attacks from conservatives. You're
1: probably right. Okay. Uh but um anyway, well let's we should talk about Afghanistan first, I think. Afghanistan even
0: before uh, you know, Rover Texas abortion law and stuff, fine. What well, do you okay, want to
1: say? I I mean basically the Supreme Court has saved Joe Biden because everybody, you know, he, he wanted to change the topic from Afghanistan. And boom, there's a new topic. Uh, people are going to forget all too quickly anyway. But, um, uh, you know, this he's he's able to go gung ho against this Texas law. I actually have more to say about Afghanistan than I do about Texans. So. Well, I have mainly questions about the Texas thing. I read your piece on Afghanistan. I have a mild critique. I gotta say that piece did well. It did do very well. I saw a lot of praise, but was it deserved? That's the question we ask uh, here. Uh, you sound skeptical. Well, I'll get to my skepticism
0: first. Should we, te- should we tell people what the piece? Go said? ahead. Well, it, it said, "Okay, we're going to see all these lessons learned from Afghanistan piece uh, uh, pieces, and and uh, the main lesson, I think." We should learn is that we never learn our lessons because basically we made the same kinds of mistakes we made in Vietnam and Afghanistan, uh, underestimating the extent to which our troops would uh, be an antagonistic force and and help unify the resistance to us uh, that would have a somewhat nationalist caste. Uh, I mean, in, in Vietnam, we famously kind of misread uh, a somewhat nationalist movement as a kind of almost entirely communist movement uh, and, and and didn't appreciate the extent to which it was anti-colonial and considered us part of, uh, you know, yet another colonial power. Um, then some other things. I, I got into two other things that uh, we should have learned from Vietnam and, and apparently didn't. But But anyway, maybe
1: you the, can... The second one was that bad news never travels up the hierarchy and the third was, I forget... Well, the second, yeah, was that the military, in particular,
0: uh, you know, this was a point Halberstam had made in *The Best and the Brightest* about Vietnam, was that the military, once the the intervention has started, I mean, they're very good at warning you about the pitfalls of intervention, but then once once the intervention starts, they they they, they tend to uh, give you more and, favorable reports that are in order than are in order, and 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 clearly, this happened in Afghanistan, yeah. and I had a, I had a good example of that drawn from. Uh, from uh, this pushback podcast, where I'd heard this uh, former Marine,
1: um, was that what percent of the army was Pashtun? No, that, that was the that, third well, example. That,
0: that that was also an example uh, that I that appeared later in the piece, but of the same thing, where everyone apparently, according to this other guy uh, who was uh, also a veteran and a State Department uh, former State Department official, that everyone in Washington would always say. 40% of the Afghan army is Pashtun, which would have been a good thing, if true, because 40 to 50% of the country is Pashtun, but according to this guy, it was never more than 3%. That number was just flat out misinformation. And uh, and then there was also an example of piece of, of like how that got us into trouble. The fact that the Afghan soldiers sent to police Pashtun areas were seen as outsiders, just like us. They did A lot of them didn't even speak the language. Right.
1: Right. So that was your third point, that there are complexities that we ignored.
0: Right. Uh, As in that's Vietnam. A really good,
1: that was a very good example of that. Yeah. Um, but, and
0: yet, Mickey still has a devastating
1: criticism. Correct. Because you draw from these things that we should basically not get involved in wars. And what about Bosnia? Sometimes wars actually achieve well, results. Well, I mean, some of these things... Apply more to
0: ground occupations, which wasn't the case in Bosnia, of course.
1: But it it, it just seems too simple an any war conclusion from that we fucked up. No, these I, wars I think it's a very good reasons.
0: argument against invade and occupy, which is what we did in Afghanistan and Iraq. I, I think all of these. I I, I I think it's killer. I think it's. I think. uh You know, it, it's the the argument was you know so a the presence of our troops is going to tend to galvanize resistance. Um, B, inevitably there will be these complexities we don't understand. We didn't understand the Buddhist Christian thing going into Vietnam. Um, and then C, uh, the information we get from from the war zone will naturally tend to get you know it will get systematically corrupted in a way that obscures the problems from our view. I mean, you put those three things together, you know, it's, it's, it's like, I mean, especially those last two, it's like, there's going to be these complexities. You're going to have to figure these things out. And I, I gave you an example of where one of the surprising complexities, the intra-ethnic, you know, the intra-Afghanistan ethnic diversity and the tensions among ethnicities like uh you're you're you know, you encounter that, you need to do something about it. And I showed that the disinformation was systematically obscuring that very problem. And and this guy, this Marine who encountered the problem is was like he had to explain it to a general. The general was oblivious. His colonel didn't get
1: it. It was like nobody wanted to hear about problems. Right. Right um the uh, uh So your conclusion is that uh, Bosnia was – no ground wars, but Bosnia is an exception because it wasn't a ground war. It was an air war.
0: Well, Bosnia has another thing that distinguishes it from some interventions like Iraq is that it had Security Council backing. It was legal under international law. Um, Well, but Security
1: Council backing is no guarantee of success. Look at Somalia. No, it's not a
0: guarantee of success. There are other reasons – that although I will say um, sometimes when you can't get security council backing, it's a sign that other people think you're not going to have success, and there may be hidden complexities Correct. and problems. But, that happened but, with Iraq. Yeah. But anyway, I have separate reasons to favor uh, uh, interventions that have the force of international law over those that don't. It's not a guarantee of success. That's not the reason. Um, but I'm very wary of of going uh, of. Intervening without the support of international law. Um,
1: okay. Well, I. Um, the other thing I want. Uh, th- the other thing I wanted to talk about is the disreputable position. I want to defend the totally disreputable position that we were right to pull out, but we uh, criticized the way Biden did it. As, as my friend Ann Coulter says, is like saying he was right to break up with her, but I don't like the way he did it. Uh and it's yeah. what it's what you always say about people who fire people. He you know, he was right to fire him, but but the way he did yeah. it was too cruel or it's too like much. When Walter in this case. when
0: Walter Lippmann left his wife and he had her father tell her? Apparently he was on he remained on good terms with her father, remarkably. But anyway I, I thought I, I know thought that was case. kind of lacking in
1: class personally. I know a worse example, but I can't mention it.
0: Of course you can. Oh, a parrot room? Do we have parrot room? I don't contained? think I can even
1: mention it in the parrot room. But um, we'll, we'll talk about that. It's, they're, they're, they're actual, you know, friends of mine. Um, but uh, uh, I can, yeah. Anyway, some somebody um, had had his uh, girlfriend discover it on a visit to Auschwitz. <laughs> Wait, he arranged
0: for her to discover it there.
1: While, while she was in Auschwitz, Auschwitz, uh-huh. he cleared out and, and then he just, dis, she discovered it. I don't was know. Was the where,
0: idea I, that then she would think, well, I guess it's not the worst thing that's ever happened in the world. I guess
1: that could, there's a, there was a logic to it. Um, okay. Um, I, I claim that there are eight mistakes that Biden made. He didn't have to make even though he wanted to withdraw. Uh, eight? it was right, or what was right to withdraw.
0: We're about to go through an eight point listicle. Eight. They're quit. They're quick. Okay. The so are wait, wait, wait. What's the
1: rubric? In these are reason. What are these? These, re- these are you, Biden. Biden's speech says, "Well, it's inevitably messy, and of course, it's all Trump's fault." Mm-hmm. But uh, in fact, it wasn't inevitably messy. Uh, Biden did make mistakes that are rightly criticized, and uh, and, and every even though this is a disreputable position, I think there's something to it. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, there's uh, the obvious overall mistake was not being wrong about how fast the government would collapse, but abandoning Bagram. The big thing was rejecting the Taliban's offer to let the U.S. take over Kabul, uh, at the end so we could, uh, at least evacuate everybody in Kabul before we got out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, um, we obviously should have started the evacuation sooner uh we failed to close the gate that the terrorists who killed 13 Americans and and a lot of Afghans. Well, went it, it, that's a lot easier to say after the bombing than before, but okay, right, But it was a decision, apparently. We cut off the uh, this is a, this is a criticism made in the di- dispatch, and I think it I don't know if it's true or not, but the the the, 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 the right is saying, we cut off the abruptly cut off the air air uh, support and the logistics support of the Afghan army. Uh, should at least if you're going to do that, you should realize it might collapse pretty quickly. Uh, we um, uh, we didn't postpone it until winter we, when it would have been easier. And I was uh, by
0: the way, who, where did you first hear that? I think I was one of the very first people to raise that on I this podcast. first heard it from you yeah. about
1: a month ago. But yeah. so Biden in his speech said, you know, we were stuck with this Trump May 1st deadline. Well, no, you moved the May 1st on this September. Why couldn't you move it to November? Then it would have been a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as you're moving it around, why not move it around in a better way. Um, and the uh, the 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 eighth one is uh, that w- it's sort of a Trump mistake when 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 we cut the original deal with the uh With the Taliban we we didn't include the Ghani government uh and uh I guess the argument is that uh if we had uh he would have had a stake in it too or something. I I, there was there was an argument that we should have included him. Uh oh I know, because it was it was perceived by the Afghan army as a horrible slight, uh not including Ghani and and a withdrawal of support. And, and, and Biden continued that by continuing Khalilzad as the negotiator. That's the argument. Well, I think
0: the Taliban were saying they would refuse to negotiate with the government, but Trump just kind of caved on their demands. I mean, most famously, Trump, they said, we demand that you let 5,000 Taliban prisoners out. And he did. He pressured the Afghan government, got 5,000 Taliban fighters released, and that, that aided and abetted the speed of the collapse.
1: They're fighters. It's hard to believe it's that big a deal, but okay. Five thousand? So, that ain't. Well, nothing. some of them were leaders too, but um, yeah. Now, uh, Trump's, the, a, Trump's a horrible negotiator, but I mean, the, the main, he is a terrible negotiator. But in in the main thing was that uh, people perceived we were withdrawing support, and they all cut deals with the Taliban. As, you know, they, and that's why it was so rapid. It wasn't rapid because of a rapid military advance, as you pointed out. It was it was just a. You know, a few phone calls and they said, okay, we're, come on in, you know? Um, well, they'd been
0: working on that for months and months. I mean, they, I think they started working on that when Trump
1: did the deal. I mean, it was, yeah. you know, they'd been making yeah. phone calls for a long time. I think they've been working on that as soon as there was a date. Yes. Yeah. That's a point Sarah Chase makes. Um, I, so of these, by far the most important, I think is not, not taking the deal, rejecting the deal that said, from, from the Taliban, which seems to have been sincere, which is somebody's got a police couple. Kabul. If, uh, if, 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 you won't do it, we will. Why don't you do it? It would have required reinserting troops, probably more than the 6,000 it took to take the airport, but it would have helped Biden politically. It would have been a, a parting show of strength and he would have still gotten out and we would have gotten more people out. So it clearly would have been better for him. Well,
0: I mean, I, we have no idea how messy it would have been. I, I mean, you know, maybe a lot more soldiers would have gotten killed. Maybe ISIS would have, you know, I mean, he, they're talking about policing all of Kabul.
1: Yes. And and, and you're right that one of the reasons we t- we took helicopters from the embassy to the airport was we never managed to secure the road from the airport to the embassy. Right. Uh, even in, in other comb, words, so. just
0: to make sure people understand, it had been the case for a long time that that Kabul was so insecure that we didn't drive people from the embassy to the airport. For years, I think, has been the case. We, we,
1: they flew in
0: helicopters. Right. That's how um. bad, that's how bad things were in but Afghanistan presumably, for a long
1: time. If we put a lot of troops on that road, you, you presumably could have secured it for a week or however long it took. However, well, long, however long we needed,
0: yeah, or until some of these troops get killed in a suicide bombing. I mean, that's what I'm saying. This, this is. I don't think it's a crazy call for Biden to say no thanks on that. Now, if it had meant that he got more time and got more people out, that's a political plus, I guess. But um, I think probably what American voters care most about is the Americans getting out, and just about all of them got out, and I think he's going to be able to get. Out any others that want to come out.
1: Um, I think. Well, certainly we didn't get out most of the the special visa interpreters. They're no, still there. I,
0: there's still a lot of those. And and they could be. They, they, it seems to me they're in danger. I mean, we'll see. I don't know what kind of deal they're they've worked out. They have worked out with the Taliban or hope to work out. But no, look, it hasn't gone swimmingly. I'm uh, I'm not not defending the withdrawal. Yeah. I mean, I would as we've said. As for your complaint that he didn't start the evacuation sooner, I don't know what you mean by sooner, but. Uh, you know, the Afghan government had not wanted him to start withdrawing people because it would seem like a sign to the Taliban that it's open season. But can we visit their homes
1: and whisper, we're really getting out, you should really leave? Uh, I don't you know, know how much you could... Broadcasting
0: I, I it to everybody. I don't think you can do a lot covertly, but... Uh, I mean, also, the, the the fear, in addition to any si- si- signal that the Taliban was that it would, you know, just undermine confidence. But, of course, we, the, the, you know, the guy who... Uh, the guy who insisted on that policy, of course, was on the first plane out himself. Uh, but... Um, who was that? The leader of Afghanistan, former leader no, of he,
1: Afghanistan. He got out before the first plane right, out. He, right, right. There, there was an earlier deal that Blinken tried to cut uh, with where the Taliban would stop outside of Kabul and there'd be a pause and they would negotiate some new government with the Taliban inclusion... And he, he was pressured into accepting it, but then he fled and, and somehow that meant the deal collapsed. I don't know why, why does his fleeing mean that the deal with the Taliban collapses? It seems to me, I, I, that's a part that, a logic that I don't quite understand. Um, but even Ross Douthat, who wrote a pretty good column, especially on the issue of what was wrong with leaving 3,500 men and a limited this so- so-called limited footprint that would last forever. Uh, he's very good on that. But uh, I he, didn't he, read that.
0: I didn't read uh, that part of uh, he, his column. If this is the one I read part of, but but it, I, I gather the idea is 3500 wasn't going to do it. The only reason that had been doing it is because of the agreement with the Taliban
1: that Trump forged that they wouldn't kill our guys because Trump. was well, drawn basically down. That he, yeah. Even with the 3500, they were still advancing. At some point, we would have had to. Send more troops send well, well,
0: not only that, Trump had been withdrawing troops amid the Taliban guarantee that they wouldn't attra- uh, attack American troops. I think, right. think there had been 16,000 troops in, and, and that's what had been, to the extent that there was, you could hold the status quo where it was, and, and you couldn't quite even with that, but that's how many it was taking uh, back when the Taliban was actually fighting us. And if we didn't withdraw, they would have gone back to fighting us, and 3,500 troops wouldn't have been anywhere near adequate.
1: Yeah. I... That's a good point. I bet I bet you just made it a little clearer than he did. Uh, I, I bet uh, uh, the reason we didn't take the Taliban up on their uh, offer to control Kabul is that Biden was deeply suspicious of any attempt in the military to get us to reinsert troops. And he just wanted to rip the Band-Aid off and tell them to, to go fuck themselves. And this produced a cruder, rougher departure than was optimal,
0: well, you got to give him credit uh, in a way he learned the lesson of the Trump administration, which is that if you're not careful, even if you want to withdraw some from somewhere if you're not careful, the establishment will keep
1: sucking you back in and trump and, Trump never succeeded in withdrawing from anywhere and the Obama administration. It seems to me that the they both failed at this for the same reason. It seems to me Obama is more to blame because he set the pattern.
0: Well, I think, I think Obama's to blame in part because I, I think the surge ultimately grew out of a sheerly political calculation. I mean, not that he'd be the first president. Uh, uh, but, um, you know, if you remember, uh, during the campaign, now this was, uh, so this was, uh, 2008, so this was McCain, right? And, and he felt, like, as Democrats tend to, that he had to prove his manhood when you're when you're uh going up against a Republican especially John McCain so he
1: said it was Romney it, Bob it was Romney was it Romney well 2008 he wasn't even president yet right so
0: it's 2000 so he's running against Romney in 2008 is that right yeah he's running against Romney in 2012 yeah I'm talking about 2008 2008 he was running against McCain Right. But he wasn't president. Did he promise a surge? in? Yeah, he promised. That's, that's what I'm saying. He uh, okay, promised okay. a surge in during the campaign. And then he got into office and I thought, surely he was lying, right? He's not going to do uh, okay. this. And then he actually did it. And, and But it, it all begins with a campaign political huh. calculation.
1: It, interestingly, Biden, uh, some people quote Biden as when, when they ask, why are you pulling out of Afghanistan? He cites politics uh you know that it's 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 a political disaster to be bogged down and etc etcetera et cetera, and there'll be a big political benefit to pulling out now he just could be saying that who knows what he's really motivated by wait who by, said
0: who said that
1: one of the i've read so many accounts one of the accounts mm. of somebody right. confronting him about afghanistan years ago not not recently years ago and he says look man the politics of this are a disaster you know yeah. so uh it, It, you
0: know. So, so far it's not working that way for him, I would say. Uh, withdrawal has not boosted
1: his approval ratings. Correct. Um, it set, set a, set in motion a vortex of failure, Bob, according to Jonathan Chait that might engulf, yes, the infrastructure bill. Now, I've been told not to mention the word infrastructure, that that's like, kryptonite to listeners they don't Wait, like do you mean
0: the hard infrastructure well let's let's defy these listeners both. Do you mean
1: the hard infrastructure bill or the soft infrastructure uh well both are in jeopardy now but uh but they're the soft. they mean the why are these people
0: uh averse to the term infrastructure because they say it's bullshit especially for the soft part well
1: it's such bullshit that it stopped being used uh it, it um in Congress, they seem to, when they say infrastructure, they just mean the hard bipartisan bill. And when they mean the soft new Biden, Biden, New Deal, liberal wish list, uh, they, they they call it reconciliation. So uh, they, okay. they, 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 the Democrats have basically abandoned using infrastructure for the soft bill. So it's all um, about daycare and parental leave and early childhood education and cash benefits to parents uh in green stuff and equity stuff it's not really infrastructure so anyway you must be deliriously happy that joe manchin
0: has put a fly in this 3.5 billion dollar ointment of social well, infrastructure well
1: he put a fly but you can't really trust manchin i mean he he went a little further than he had had previously saying uh you know i'm not going to vote for anywhere near that that sum but then he had a catch unless i'm convinced that we've thoroughly examined the effects on inflation so he even left himself an out for the full 3.5 trillion. 2.3 trillion? Yeah, but isn't that a euphemism for unless I get a couple of things I want? Well, right. That, it, it, he always comes around and he can be bought. So yes. Uh, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not delirious. I'm not nearly as delirious as the Jonathan Chate was, uh, you know, sour and doomsaying because I think Manchin is a weak read on which to base anything. Um, and I do think, and the problem is that the, the damn moderates in the House, instead of making a substantive objection, they they just extracted a promise that Pelosi negotiates a deadline, they wanted a deadline, which has only sped the process up, so Pelosi loves this deadline, and extracted a, a promise that uh, they negotiate with Manchin, which means Manchin is their point man. He's It's all on Manchin, right? Right. In, instead of like actually bringing up some sensitive concerns of their own. So even if Mansion approves, they could, they could abandon it. So you, uh, I think probably this person is, is really very happy, Bob.
0: I'm trying to see who that is. It's a real life action. Oh, is that Nancy Pelosi? It's a, is a real life Nancy Pelosi doll. Can I, Would can you- I ask you, uh, maybe this is too
1: much of a parrot room, uh, question do
0: you ever have intimate moments with that doll
1: <laughs> I just got it Bob I haven't even unwrapped it. I thought
0: you were gonna demand an unwrapping. Is that part of the attraction, the frisson?
1: The the inaccessibility of Nancy? No, I think it's cat it's uh it's camp. It's actually a pretty good doll. It looks <laughs> I, like Pelosi. I would not know I have had no interaction with that doll. <laughs> um it's wearing a Pelosi esque <laughs> dress. It has a little mask that's a little gavel, Bob. Okay, Mickey. Let's keep let's keep it our mind on our work here. Okay, it, does, it doesn't talk anyway. It so the I mean the, and the other the other bad the other bad thing if, as long as I'm being pessimistic from my point of view is that the you know the, the, they they this deadline okay and everybody seems to think there is actually going to be a vote on the twenty seventh on the on the infrastructure bipartisan bill. I actually, a friend of mine had a much better way of, of saying it than the soft versus the hard and the big versus the little. The infrastructure bill are the popular infrastructure. They're the good stuff. And the big bill is the democratic crap, the bad stuff. So the but, democrats But there are want, people who consider that good stuff. You realize there's some good stuff in it. There's like people with children, like a, for like Showing up Obamacare. Like, there's maybe some Medicare extensions. Hey. There's, Dental that,
0: coverage, baby. Does Joe Manchin want to be known as the guy who denied senior citizens right. in West Virginia in West dental Virginia. coverage?
1: It, it's going to take five years to implement the dental coverage. Why? So, Are they I, going to at least
0: phase it in? So like
1: three of my teeth, <laughs> you know, because the, the government is, is, uh, wildly inefficient. Uh, anyway, um, there's some good things in there, uh, but there's also a huge bunch of just amorphous, bloat-ready crap. Anyway, so the Democrats want to get the unpopular crap bill hinged with the good bill so that you have to pass both of them. The House moderates are going to vote for the good small bill, and then the House progressives say they're going to vote against it. And the question is, do enough Republicans then pile on to help the moderates to pass the good small bill? And Jake Sherman said he didn't think he thought that that number of Republicans was diminishing as opposed to increasing. So now, that really could lead to the situation where they both get voted down. No, wait, the, that's just to be clear, progressives
0: are going to vote against the, what you're calling the good, the hard infrastructure, only if it it is not guaranteed
1: that they'll also get the soft infrastructure, or they're going to vote. Correct. Uh, okay. correct. That You said it correctly. Okay. And uh, I, I don't know if that, I don't know if that means that they have already voted on it in the in the House and Senate, but there has to be enough of a binding commitment to vote for it that the uh, House progressives are satisfied. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the the theory is, well, screw you, House possessive, House progressive. You have 40 votes, but Republicans could contribute 80 votes and you're outvoted. Uh, But um, it's not clear to me that's going to happen. So the whole thing could collapse it's very unlikely mansion is unlikely to be want to be responsible for that it's very highly likely that it gets whittled down some way and how is it whittled down is the key question so okay well uh, anyway you you
0: are i'm sure happy that we may see no child care tax credit and no whatever the immigration thing it is that you fear amnesty or something well that
1: it, it's interesting i think the the immigration thing is Subject to the rule of the parliamentarian and most people think she is going to say, no, it can't stay in, but she might, she might not. And she might sort of cut the baby in half and say some parts could stay in and some parts can't. And I actually think that Pelosi and Schumer would, would kind of like the parliamentarian to kick it out of the bill because it could drag down the whole bill. Mm -hmm. Uh, there may be some Democrats, enough Democrats, Remember, she only has like five or six votes to lose who are skittish about it, who uh, who won't vote for it if the big amnesty is in there. So um I'm not it, it's not at all clear to me that it won't get kicked out. So mm-hmm. the, the one that definitely will stay in is the child tax credit. And I wish I could tell you that that there was a lot of pressure at the moment to uh, to get rid of it. I doubt that, you know, I, I don't see it yet. But the one, the it's very, very expensive. The more the price tag comes down, the more they will be tempted to cut it. Instead of like a three-year extension, they'll be, you know, they're debating now between does it expire in twenty-four or twenty-five. Well, maybe they'll want to cut it back to twenty-three. That's mm-hmm. that's sort of what we're talking about. Not good enough. Okay. Well, uh, should we talk aren't, about the? Yeah, go aren't, ahead. Aren't you happy I brought that up?
0: i am no i i want i wanna keep abreast of this i definitely am uh, focused laser like on this dental coverage thing i mean this is this is being, on the what on the dental coverage thing that alone <laughs> is worth three point five billion dollars in american <laughs> taxation oh it's trillion <laughs> yeah right <laughs> well actually trillion mm, but it's close it's it's worth eight trillion um <laughs> so okay. uh the um uh, Texas abortion law. This is super weird. This is super weird. Uh, now, so so just to review for uh Texas, uh you know until the Supreme Court actually overturns Roe versus Wade, which it may well. Uh, you know denying uh women uh access to abortions uh early you know until until like twenty twenty two weeks or so is unconstitutional uh, according to the Supreme court. Uh, And, um, so Texas gets around this by banning them beyond very early, like what, like 12 weeks or 10 weeks or, and somebody told me that that's actually after conception or no, that that's after the woman's last period. It's not after conception.
1: It's after the woman's last period.
0: Right. So it's even, it's even, you could well imagine, I, I suppose women who don't even know they're pregnant and suddenly, and then it's too late. Um, but, uh,
1: or. Well, but isn't that extensive well, later? Your, isn't the conception happens? Uh, this is what I know about women's physiology. But doesn't uh, the period stop after conception? So. Right. So you they would miss their it, you, presumably they would miss their
0: period, and that should be enough of a. Puts clue. it
1: further down the road, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so but, anyway, uh, but, but anyway, so Texas wants to make it illegal. Uh, uh abortion's illegal that, according to current jurisprudence, are constitutionally protected. And the way they do it is they say, well, we, we're not going to have any Texas state officials enforce this law. Rather, we're going to deputize all Texas citizens, turn them into potential vigilantes, and tell them that if, if any Texas citizen sues Someone who has aided and abetted an abortion, abortion provider, and various other kinds of people, uh and they win. In, in other words, a court determines that there was uh, a violation of this new law. Then, then, then I guess they get ten thousand dollars, right? So it's like bounty hunting. It's bizarre. Do they get the ten thousand
1: dollars. I, be, I believe they do. I believe yeah. they're incentivized. I, don't I could know who be wrong. El- I could be wrong. I don't know who else will get it. Also, the. Uh, the- also, they get attorneys' fees, but the defendants can never get attorneys' fees. Right. I think they get attorneys' so, fees plus ten thousand. Right. The, um, and and, and the, you wonder why can't why can't they just enforce every law like this? Right. I mean, why not enforce crimes like this? Right. would well, probably be more be more effective than than our police and DAs in California. So maybe it maybe. Governor well, Newsom should import or, some of this, but uh,
0: or to take an example that that actually is a question of constitutionality. This some I heard this from some New York Times reporter. Um, Suppose that in a blue state, I mean they wouldn't do this, but they wanted to outlaw possession of guns, which is constitutionally protected, right? Uh, and they just said, well, we're not, you know, we're do, we're going to do
1: it the Texas way. It's it's vigilante lawsuits, Right. It, 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 I don't understand why they thought this got out from under Roe. I mean, if you did that to free speech, you could say we can't ban speech, but you can sue anybody who expresses who opens any sort sentiment. Right. We'll give you ten thousand uh, dollars say, if, you, if you sue sorry, people that who speak. That violates the First Amendment. Right.
0: No, I mean it's, and yet the Supreme. I, I don't know what the ex, exact import of the Supreme Court's ruling is, but it sounds like they didn't just say this is obvious bullshit, which they could have. Well, and it's they,
1: only it's it, 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 you know, it, it's a preliminary ruling. It's not the full hearing on whether this law is constitutional. They just let it stand pending the inevitable court case. But, uh, but, but they obviously wouldn't do that if they didn't intend to undermine Roe, I think. So I, I think guess. that's, I think, I, that, I, think... I think that's happening. And, uh, and you know, since I think Roe was wrongly decided doesn't bother me that much. And I, I hew to the old New Republic position, which some people dispute, which is, it will be a political boon for the Democrats, because it'll throw it back to the various legislatures, including Congress. There's no way you're going to keep it a state issue. And, and, uh, once, once voters' minds are focused on it, uh, pro-choice beats pro-life. Maybe not by much, but they beat it by a little. Not in all states. Especially with the though. so-called no. suburban swing moms. But, but the, not in the, all
0: states, right?
1: Probably not in all states, so there'll be a smorgasbord, uh, checkerboard. And so what? Well, that matters that's to women who live in the middle of Alabama or something. Well, not if Cal, not if Congress, I mean, there no, that's why they're not going to be able to keep it at the state level. Congress is going to pass some kind of law that has nationwide effect. Oh, that's so, so uh, maybe there's a commerce clause challenge to that. I would sort of doubt it. Uh, so the- it will be nationally decided and I think the Democrats will win and we'll have what we should have, which is a statutory right to abortion, I, not I don't a constitutional understand that, right to abortion. I don't
0: understand that logic. I mean, as of uh, the next midterm election, Democrats will not have control of both houses, almost certainly.
1: So, how exactly does this work? That, that uh, it, this will help them get control of both both uh, mm, houses of Congress sometime in the future. Uh, and will will help get them control of state legislatures. So you think uh, there
0: are enough per, the red but purplish states where, that that where this would work against the Republicans at the polls? A decision against an overturning of roads, the Supreme Court would help uh, the Democrats' congressional prospects tangibly in a number of red but
1: purplish states. I think so. It's you know you, you see it disputed by people who are not idiots. So I could be wrong and but uh but um you know the uh as long as it wasn't salient the uh the pro abortion people didn't have to mobilize. Now they have to mobilize and they will mobilize and that will be a huge help to the Democrats. Uh yes, I think that's right. I mean, um that- they, Funny they thing might is, not win, win the Congress, but they, it certainly helps them in the midterms. They have a whole lot of going against them in the midterms already. This is one thing going in their favor. Funny thing is, you might
0: think Texas was one of these red but purplish states. It's supposedly trending toward blue. On the other hand, a number of Democratic voters are presumably Latino Catholics who may be Democrats who, uh, you know, uh, are not pro-choice. Mm-hmm. I don't
1: think Texas is that purple yet. It's definitely going in that direction. But the, they keep uh, they keep
0: saying it, but it never happens. Anyway,
1: um Frances Martel, who's a is it, writes for Breitbart, is uh enough far to the right that she sees uh, she thinks that Abbott is recreating Fidel Castro's Cuba where everybody snitches on their neighbor. Uh and there's there, is a, there is
0: a little of that, although I suspect that
1: uh, the lawsuits will be done mainly
0: by you know NGOs, by conservative NGOs, right? As well, I think to-
1: all, all four abortion providers in the state are going to shut down, and there won't be anybody to sue. Yeah, I think that's clo- that's seems to be what's going to happen. So, um, I don't think the the I don't think the bonanza will. Uh, but I, you still I, I believe it? You- also, it also makes you liable if you intend to aid an abortion. Yeah. So that's even bigger, a, a wider net that they're casting. I don't even know if that's constitutional or not.
0: Um, so what is the soonest that Roe could actually be overturned? Could that happen well,
1: before the midterms? they've taken a mid-term? case for the
0: fall term, so... Oh, that's the Mississippi case?
1: So next year, yeah. So that could happen before these midterms? Correct. And if, no. the, if the Republicans, if the Republican justice... Well, well I think... It's likely to happen before the midterms because usually they decide cases that are heard this fall, uh, next summer before the midterms. Now, sometimes they kick them over, but, uh, I believe it's likely to be decided, they're, but they're not necessarily going to throw out row. They might like chip away at it. You well, know? especially
0: if, if some of, uh, the conservatives who are very, are politically minded or are just frankly partisan. Worry about the the effect you're describing that the Republican Party. If they were, would if have they were really
1: politically minded, they wouldn't have done what they did uh, this week. They would have.
0: Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. I, I mean, I think maybe you could
1: make. Uh, well, I, I don't know, but I think there could be other explanations. It, bo- it both it both helps the Democrats electorally and got, got Biden off the Afghanistan hook. It was a win-win for the Democrats. Yeah, but the Afghanistan hook that wouldn't be occurring to them. They're not that politically <laughs> attuned
0: or th- or that fine grained politically uh, probably not but one of us is clerk for a court Bob. hey Mickey I have bad news for you now i i know uh I mean I do not want to get back to this infrastructure thing but I know that you put out an issue of your newsletter uh files by the way name of my newsletter which
1: we discussed earlier is non-zero it serves me right um what serves you right i i put out a I put out an edition of my newsletter saying that if Newsom goes down, it will California. be a national signal to Congress not to pass the infrastructure bill. And as soon as I hit the, the publish button, polls started pouring in saying that Newsom was coming back. But and it was well ahead. But he might have peaked too soon, Bob, and I don't quite trust the polls. Um. Anyway, it was an interesting argument. The, but, but but I think
0: the the weakness you acknowledged was that, it's not as if this is a single issue recall. It's, 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 I mean, you were hoping that his identification with what policies would make politicians gun shy about voting for the self well, there There's a bunch of them.
1: There's, uh, uh, his homeless policy, his, uh, crime policy. He's perceived as allowing a huge crime wave. Uh, his general PC them in education and COVID restrictions are the big four. And only the PC one is even arguably part of the, uh, infrastructure packages, but it's, just, it would just be a general revulsion at, against liberal overreach. overreach. And it, it would, it would show that voters are pissed off. And when voters are pissed off, congressmen don't like to do things like pass an immigration amnesty that might piss them more off. And that's mm-hmm. what we learned when Eric Cannon went down to defeat it, killed the immigration amnesty in 2014. And I was hypothesizing that if Newsom goes down to defeat, that might kill the Biden New Deal in 2021. I agree that there's not an issue. uh, There's not a big issue overlap between the two, but there is a liberal overreach overlap. Okay,
0: so the bad news I bring for you is Newsom related, which is that I saw you just tweeted today is Newsom's problem really, quote, looking like a politician, unquote? He looks like a guy people run from in a singles bar. The bad news is – well, first of all, the first bad news is singles bars, as I explained to you in the pair room last week, apparently virtually don't exist anymore because of dating apps. But secondly, he doesn't – he's not the kind of guy that they run from a singles bar. We look like the kinds of guy w- p- women run from a singles bar. He does not. What? For better or worse, he looks like exactly the kind of guy who to- back when there
1: were singles bars – would have done wonderful. Today, today you look very Newsom-esque, Bob. You're you're all polished and quaffed. And did you use hair gel? You sort of have. I
0: I did wash my hair, which uh, has become a pretty rare event since it got long, because of the effect. Uh, yeah. But but right now I've got it in in, in I, you know
1: in ponytail mode, so you well. Can't- um- Maybe you're planning a trip to a singles bar tonight. Who knows? Um, it could could be. But uh, uh, it, 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 Newsom just looks like a douche. He looks greasy. He looks slick. He talks. You 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 haven't you haven't seen the way he wiggles his body when he talks. He's very proud of his body. He shows it off. It's not just the greasy hair. Everything it, you just his described. His whole affect is: I am full of myself and. It,
0: everything you've just described is a formula for success in singles bars back when singles bars existed, especially. You're the I expert, Bob,
1: but um, you're, you're the expert on Darwinian courtship, but uh, they were, uh, singles bars
0: were virtually a second home for me for, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh,
1: anyway, so, uh, it's possible. I mean, the women I know who are all classy women who were, you know, wouldn't want to deal with any guy who's going to sweet talk them and, and screw them. No, uh, would would run screaming from Gavin Newsom, I think. Yeah, but maybe your kind of women, Bob. Your kind of women would fall for it. You talking about my wife, man? No, not your wife. I heard what you said. She, she's right upstairs.
0: <laughs> would you I, like to have no. a word with her? Would not going like to, to say that to about, her face.
1: Not talking about Lisa. Sorry. Okay. Um, I'm. Um, uh, did you hear what Tim Noah said about us? No, I he called me a right fringe right extremist. So uh Oh, there's that. But no, so, what he said uh, he's he's not in my he's in my doghouse at the moment.
0: He well, here he, here's what he said. I mean not about us in particular, but people who have Substack newsletters, now that he has terminated his because he got a job at the New Republic, easy for him to say, but he called Substack quote the new euphemism for male menopause. You can take that line so,
1: down. <laughs> I, 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 uh, you know, 20 years ago, uh, James Walcott called the Washington Monthly People the hair club for men. So I think the male menopause note has been played for a long time. I think I've, I'm i past male menopause. I'm, yeah, I thought there I'm was broken a tone through of, to the other side. I thought there was a tone of bitterness, frankly. Uh, it was, it and, was unbecoming um, of Tim. And tell it to tell it to Glenn Greenwald and and Taibbi. Well, I thought maybe the and, and and Barry Weiss. I mean, Jack Schaefer is on Twitter now saying, you know, if Politico is worth one billion, how much is Glenn Greenwald's Substack worth? You know, quite a bit of money.
0: Wait, is Politico worth? How much is Politico? Did Politico they get just sold? got
1: paid a billion dollars by Axel Springer? I believe. Really, yeah, a billion with a B. Yeah, that's a lot. No kidding.
0: I didn't know any publications of that sort were making that much money. They're not. It's it's a way too high a price. Hmm. So, uh, COVID, Mickey. You know, I made the mistake of saying some weeks ago in my newsletter that if our pattern, uh, if our Delta pattern followed the British Delta pattern, then right around Labor Day. We would be, you know, breathing a, starting to breathe a sigh of relief. It is true that the cases curve is showing signs of not, not becoming completely flat, but moving toward a flatter slope. But that's not totally clear. But the amazing thing continues to be the death rate, which is totally unlike what Britain saw. I mean, our per capita death rate is way more than twice what Britain's ever was even though our per capita case rate has not gotten nearly as high as there's got. It's, we've talked about this before. Uh, and I, I just, you know, could, could it be Britain's superior or, or more equitable healthcare system? Um, you know, could it be that their higher vaccine rate? I was thinking maybe also they just record more of the cases that they have a more comprehensive data well, gathering they system. They're more vax
1: too. That's the key. Yeah.
0: That's, that's the one possibility. But anyway, we are now up uh, at fourteen hundred deaths per day. That's the seven-day average, and we were like five weeks ago. We were in the two hundreds. It's it's unbelievable. But again, the cases
1: curve is getting a little a little better looking. On um on the on the origins of the virus, there was an article in Science trying to swing the pendulum back to saying it wasn't the lab; it was a it was an animal intermediary in the wet market. And it wasn't completely convincing. It was, uh, it was, it, 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 did help. It, it, it did note that A, they, they tested the market and the virus was everywhere. And, and it was like a, I think we mentioned that before. And B, that there are other, uh, other SARS type viruses with the furin cleavage, whatever the fuck that is, that is the key modification to the spike protein. Um I, I th- and so it's not it's not just that this thing, oh, that must have been from a lab because it has this cleavage. there are other ones found in nature that have the cleavage
0: yeah i think I think the fern cleavage had been seized on by uh lab leak hypothesizers and and I think they said two things they said first of all, these do occur, you do see these naturally in in comparable circumstances, but also they said. And this is one of the places where you just have to take their word for it. You're out of your depth. But they said, this is not the way you would go about doing it if you were, if you were tinkering with it genetically. I, I didn't read well, the paper. Why is but that true?
1: If it's the key, if it's the key modification that lets it spread more easily, why isn't that the modification? That's made? what I
0: mean. There was something about the, the really, you know, in the weeds characteristics of it that just aren't the way you would do that, even if you wanted to do that. Uh, th- that's what I mean. I am unfit to judge. Yeah. Uh, now I'm but, relying. I didn't read the paper. I heard it summarized on this podcast the week the week in virology. Uh, and um, but I-, I felt exactly the way you did. It didn't. It didn't answer. For example, it didn't. Well, I didn't hear them address the question of whether, in I think November, some workers at the lab got an illness that had characteristics strikingly like COVID. Um, they did say, uh, I don't think they addressed that per se. Um, they also said, you know, the, the, uh, in terms of where it was, you know, where they found, I guess, evidence of it early on, what, what, what was this data set? Anyway, there was something that was Indicating a, its prevalence on one side of the Yangtze River that the lab is not on, and the market is on, and not much prevalence on the side the lab is on. On the other hand, in one scenario, it's just like it's look, it's just one worker, right? I mean, the, these 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 accidents don't strike tons of people at once. It would have been one worker in one scenario. Is the worker goes to the market? The market is a dense place, and that's you know what happens. So I
1: don't know. The jury's the- still out. I think maybe we'll never know. Well, the 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 biggest argument that it comes from the lab is how paranoid the Chinese government is about it, and how they're restricting uh, what we can find out about it. If it if it was not from the lab, why wouldn't they why wouldn't they be more transparent? I guess they figure that Western journalists will cross examine their scientists and make them look guilty, even uh, even if they're not. That I don't know. It seems to me the risks are much greater if they clamp down. The second interesting thing was that there was an article in Newsweek that I thought was sensationalizing, which was, uh, oh, we're, everybody's gonna, everybody's gonna try to do, uh, research on a coronavirus and that's gonna increase the chances that something actually will leak from a lab and we'll have another deadly epidemic. Uh, and I thought this was sensational until I saw that Peggy Hamburg, who was, uh, the former FDA commissioner and, and a friend of mine, uh, uh endorsed it, and she is the most cautious person in the world. So wait, what is, the, what is
0: this theory again? I'm, I didn't... The nah, theory
1: no. is that if every country gins up a lab to try to study coronaviruses, that multiplies many-fold the labs from which a new virus could leak in the future. So right. they not only have to be new labs, they have to be super safe labs, or else it's not worth it. Uh, And... um. So what does that mean about this theory or why China would cover it up or anything It doesn't mean anything about the theory. It's agnostic about the theory. It just says that the theory is plausible enough that we should worry about it in the future, not that this one came from that. Yeah, Um, and the other
0: thing to remember is that, you know, the people who wrote this paper in science, or I think there were a lot of authors, but they are all these scientists. And a lot of people in the scientific community are afraid That blowback from the lab leak hypothesis will lead to research constraints. I mean, some of them are, I think, you really are big enthusiasts about gain-of-function research, for example. And um, so, you know, and and for that matter, the hosts of this podcast are in that community. Um, So I don't know who to believe. You're in that community? No, the guys in, no, not, no, the guys who hosted the podcast that I heard uh, oh, okay.
1: via which I heard a description of the paper. What's the okay. argument for gain-of-function research? Because it seems crazy to me.
0: Um, I guess you learn... I assume the idea is you 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 learn, like, what are the plausible ways that existing viruses could become dangerous to humans, and then you can presumably take, I don't know, some kind of precaution. You can Start preemptively developing vaccines. It's a good question. I, I'm skeptical that that it's a great idea. Um, you know, but I don't know. The um, and now I would say it's one other thing. Uh, well, part of this I can just talk about in the parrot room on the on the well on the on the kind of Brett Weinstein ivermectin vax skepticism front. A couple of things, um, one is that, uh, you know, this guy, Pierre Corey, who, uh, was a big, uh, I think both an ivermectin, uh, well, mainly an ivermectin booster, I guess, not so much a vax skeptic. I'm not sure about that, but I learned something about what, what may have, uh, driven him into, uh, a, a, an arguably, uh, Irrational attachment to ivermectin. I can there, talk about that in the parrot room. The, wh-
1: what's that? There's a tweet by Daniel Horowitz that is very pro ivermectin that I haven't read. So I hate to postpone mm. things for the parrot room, but uh, well, I I, I, I I would like. I think I will try to read it before we do that and throw it. Try to throw it in your face.
0: No, no. I, I have said all along. I think the jury is out on ivermectin per se. Okay, I, I really, I've looked at this pretty closely. I am not ready to dismiss the possibility that it has value as either a prophylactic or a therapy. I'm not in that crowd. What I have said is that Brett Weinstein has been flatly irresponsible in the way he's handled this. And he finally, uh, this week admitted, well, he revealed, uh, one thing that he just learned that's, uh, about this. You know, there was this study that was cited both by this Pierre Corey guy and by Brett Weinstein uh, in Argentina, where ivermectin looked like it had miraculous properties as a prophylactic. Brett says he's asked the guy who did the study for his data set. The guy is balking, so there's grounds for suspicion. But the other thing is, I had told you like a couple of months ago, when I heard Peter Corey on Weinstein's podcast, touting this study and saying, this shows that uh, in this study... Ever Nobody who took ivermectin got COVID. Tons of people in the other part of the study did, although the study wasn't randomized, by the way, but I'll leave that aside. Um, and, and, and it's on the basis of this study that Brett Weinstein said the evidence suggests that ivermectin is close to 100% effective in presenting, preventing COVID. He, that was on the basis of this study. And two months ago on this podcast, all I had to do was glance at the study to say, wait a second this they weren't just testing ivermectin there was a second treatment that everyone who got ivermectin got it involved putting nasal spray in your nose five times a day coating your nose it's like Elmer's glue or something it's like it's like made it hard to for the virus to penetrate the membranes of your nose so how can you go around saying this says anything about uh either of these two treatments when they were provided jointly now finally this week Brett Weinstein uh, maybe he said this before, but he he admits he says he does his little mea culpa like actually there were two drugs being studied in this uh in this in this study, and so I shouldn't have said I shouldn't have concluded that ivermectin is hundred percent effective, even leaving aside the fact that the whole study is now dubious now all that said uh, I do think it could turn out that ivermectin will have some positive effects.
1: It could turn out what? You're mumbling. I'm suddenly it, attracted it, to you. It,
0: it, it could turn out that uh, ivermectin will have some positive effects. Now, as I said earlier, uh, a few weeks ago, on the prophylactic front, you would have to take it with a frequency whose safety we don't know anything about, okay? Because when it's taken as an anti-parasitic, although tons of people have taken it that way, they, they haven't taken it with the kind of frequency you'd be taking it as a prophylactic for COVID. So the safety of that treatment uh, can't be assured.
1: Right. Meanwhile, Joe Rogan. Is he out of the woods? I haven't figured that out yet. Joe Rogan contracted COVID. Is he never covered completely? Is that why the news is out? Well,
0: he says he took everything you can take and feels uh, much better. He took. Well, but
1: so did. Including so did ivermectin. The, so did that guy Valentine, and then he died. Which Valentine? The. Talk show, conservative talk show host who also boosted ivermectin, and there, there's there's wow. a, a audio of him on the show saying, "I took ivermectin, I feel fine now, I feel completely well, recovered." Rogan and-
0: wisely took a couple of other therapies uh, I, I, that 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 actually are considered clearly valuable, but I also think that although the Times piece said Rogan refused to say whether he'd been vaccinated, uh, some credible source on Twitter said he had been vaccinated and that Rogan was not disclosing that maybe, uh, well, for reasons I won't speculate on, but if he's been vaccinated, he should tell us for a couple of reasons. Um, so I, I don't know why he would refuse to tell us that. That seems kind of weird. Um, uh, but, b- but that, that could, it's almost as if, uh, in this, in this guy's theory, it's almost as if Rogan wants to be able to attribute recovery to ivermectin and other things rather than vaccination, but I'm um, not sure he has. Also, I don't know it enhances
1: sure. the suspense since he's unlikely. Breakthrough cases rarely result in death, right? Although, even that oh, is but, eroding a bit. I think.
0: It, well, yeah, I have. Uh, uh, I kn- I think I know somebody who knows somebody who'd been vaxed
1: and died of Delta. Um, who died? Died. D i e d. This isn't that guy you were saying before who went to the convention, is it? I said somebody went to a convention. You said you knew somebody who had a breakthrough breakthrough uh, infection. Oh, the guy who went to the soccer. No, no, it's yeah. not him. Yeah. 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 Um, Speaking I mean, I've of which, training like Gavin Newsom, it's not having the same effect. I'm afraid.
0: A lot of people get you mixed up. I, I if I had a dollar for every time I've heard I love your podcast with Gavin Newsom. And I say no, that's Mickey Cowes. and they say Jesus. Were they separated
1: at birth or what? Yeah, I don't think they said that. But um, Newsom has he has he has a knack for being annoying. Like when, uh, uh, you know, when 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 somebody established gay marriage, I think it I forget if it was the it wasn't the court, it was some jurisdiction. He said, you know, it's here whether you like it or not, you know. That's just not something a smart politician says, cause it pissed off so many people that they passed Prop 8, which made it illegal. Uh, so, which was then thrown out by the court, but, uh, it's just, it's, just, it's, it's, it's just something that an asshole would say. Okay? Uh, basically. So, it's, 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 it's his problem is not just that he, wh- whatever he looks like. Uh, the problem
0: is that he's an asshole. I – I repeat, he would do wonderfully in a singles bar. You just keep listing
1: these characteristics of people <laughs> who do wonderfully in singles bars. Anyway, my, I'm definitely voting for Larry Elder. But on the earlier question of do I want to get rid of Newsom, I was torn, uh, but now because of my theory that it will throw, it will send a national signal about liberal overreach, I think I'm going to vote against him. Also, now that I know that he's well ahead. I know that uh, uh, you know my vote probably won't make a difference, so uh very dangerous for him to have these polls showing him well ahead because it may be like brexit, everybody feels well brexit's going to lose, so hey, I might as well vote for it and, and register or just uh, not it, or just not show up yeah, and so um i may be, I will probably be one of those people. I better okay. get my ballot in
0: you better i i I kind of think you will that's my theory. So, I
1: think think you will get your ballot in. I think I will get my ballot in, and all too predictably, I will vote against Newsom. Okay. But, um, Um, so, uh... Tim Noah won't talk to me. He'll call me a a right-wing fringe person again. who, Who is suffering from male menopause. Uh, I've made my peace with male menopause. What is male menopause anyway? I think I
0: I don't know I don't know if it's supposed to be like about a big testosterone drop
1: or what I don't or know or is it or is it just like a midlife crisis I've had fifty of them I
0: don't I don't think it's just a midlife crisis I think that's like a you know a psychological thing. Uh, th- I, I always a, thought
1: male menopause was mainly psychological. But no? Okay.
0: Could be. I mean, there is the real thing of testosterone, you know.
1: That's why Joe Rogan tested, takes Bob. testosterone supplements. I, sorry? That's why Joe Rogan takes testosterone yeah. supplements. He's getting up there in the years. He looks like it. I've been tested, Bob. Let me assure you there's no problem in that category. <laughs> Isn't you that quoting? what Trump said?
0: Yeah, in his debate. Yeah, that was uh, one of many... Uh what would I say, milestones in American political discourse that were established by Donald Trump? That was the first one when um, uh he referred to the size of his penis during a presidential debate. I
1: think Clinton broke more ground than Trump did. In what way? The blue dress. She wore a blue dress? Oh it introduced the subject of semen into the national dialogue. Wait, she but she didn't talk about the blue dress, did she? Oh no, but we because of his scandal, we wound up talking about well, it. yeah,
0: well, yeah, but he he didn't he didn't himself talk about it during well, anyway, yeah, no bill, bill uh look and yeah, no, bill, he was a path breaking president in a number of respects, um, so um, so we've been talking for more than an hour, we might proceed to the
1: parrot room, um i. Go ahead. I think we're alo- we're allowed to say what we're going to talk about in the parad room, as long as we don't like interrupt dialogue, which we didn't do. Uh, to say let's save that for the parod So I have some to- parad room topics. Okay. Not many. Okay, I- I'll write them down. What are they? Um J D. Vance. There's uh-huh. a hit piece on him in Business Insider. Ooh. Uh, Afghan refugees. Do they commit more crime? Uh spoiler alert, unbelievably more crime. Um, uh, some something I learned about the New York Times and how they how they edit the, the paper, which I was surprising to me. Uh uh is it is every issue that we're talking about housing, the virus political wokeness, Me Too, really just an attempt by millennials to get boomers out of jobs and houses so they can make room for themselves. And that is the, the, you know, urtext of uh, the the urge underlying it all. Wait,
0: I got to write these down so you don't forgive them. So is that two things? There's something about the New York Times and then something about... Those are two things, yes. So what's the New York Times thing? What's the code word for that? I can't
1: describe it without... Without giving it away, so okay. It's the, so it's a the secret. And Times then the thing. second thing is what? The second thing is is all of our politics driven by millennials' hatred of boomers and attempts to get them out of their houses and their jobs because the millennials or, are frustrated. Or
0: alternatively, is Mickey paranoid?
1: Alternatively, what is Mickey paranoid? Paranoid. Paranoid. Okay. Um. Well, I am paranoid, so that, you know, that that's true either way, but. Okay. Uh, there's Princeton. Has Princeton gone too woke? They're, you know. Princeton woke. Uh, and, uh, what does it mean that only 19% of the admittees are white males? Um, and, uh, Okay. That's about it, as far as I. There may be uh, okay. Here's and, here's and this ivermectin uh, tweet storm that I'm going to read.
0: Iver, and I want to say a little more about uh, this Pierre Corey guy. I, I mean, th- this this winds up suggesting that maybe Senate Democrats are to blame for a turn he took in his uh, in his psychological evolution, uh, a turn that possibly rendered him less discerning about ivermectin-related evidence. Uh, and I want to... Uh, I, 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 are the are the Weinstein brothers postmodern, for all the time they spend criticizing postmodern, are they, in fact, postmodern? I'm going to ask that question. Um, I've gotten some blowback on our Weinstein brother obsession. We, we'll save it for the end. Who? Who? who you, you mean from someone other than the than a commenter in the parrot room? Yes. Who is this person?
1: Uh, I don't want to say I had dinner with him. Is it someone I know? No.
0: Did you ask him if it's a such such a bad feature of the parrot room? Why does he keep listening to the parrot room? <laughs> this isn't about the hunting, is it? Um. So wait. Uh, good. Good point. Um. So wait. Uh, I want, oh, I want to talk about why, like, last week in the parrot room you so successfully trolled me that I went into lead tasso mode. You went into what? Lead tasso mode. As opposed to Ted Lasso mode? Yes. Okay. As you would know, Um, if you watch the show, he, there's a, one episode introduces a little kind of Jekyll Hyde thing where he, uh, he can flip a switch and become not the not the epitome of kindness, but more of a Bobby Knight type coach. Huh. And like you managed to turn me into Bobby Knight, and um, I want to talk about why that is. And by the way, it's not gonna fucking happen this week, Mickey. Try as you might. I, it, no, you see, uh, I thought it was great, and I didn't think you were unhinged at all. So it didn't a certain amount me. of blowback among the commenters. Somebody compared it to the famous Ann Althouse meltdown of two thousand whatever seven on blogging it, which it was
1: nothing like, nothing, nothing. That that's insane. I I did hear one thing I want to talk about at some point is I read an article there's a there is a Buddhist rule of thumb that you should trust never trust your first thought, trust your first action. Never heard um, of it. Never heard of it? And I wrote a book called Why Buddhism is True. I know. That's why I go to you as the authority. Never but heard of uh, it. Well, I'll try to track it down, and we'll talk about it at some point. Um, it does It does fit with evolutionary psychology, because your first thought is often, I want to kill this male rival. When Right. And you ideally, should, your second thought you, might you be... Sh- you should trust the part where you actually
0: kill him? Is that the way this works?
1: <laughs> that was one of the problems, is why do you assume that... Right. That your first thought isn't going to. Tra- well, I guess your if you don't action. trust your
0: first thought, then your action is unlikely to reflect your first thought. Right. I guess that's, that's it. it. But um, okay, so I embrace this new Buddhist uh, principle. Um Let's see. Uh, also, wait. Am I going to say? Let me see if I have anything else I'm going to talk about. Um Oh, uh, the remarkable impact uh, of my being on the Ezra. Klein podcast that 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 had on my newsletter subscription numbers. We'll talk numbers. We'll talk numbers. It's a tribute to uh, the power of Ezra Klein. Uh, we could talk about Ed Asner. He
1: died. I guess we could. Um, you've hmm. you've brought up Ezra Klein, which means no. You uh, can't
0: trash him in my presence. He's now he's he is now like a god after. to
1: me. Which means I have to piss on him. Ezra is a uh, god among men. His his defense of Gavin Newsom was less than compelling. The basic argument was this guy didn't know what he was doing. It's the same argument they gave for Jimmy Carter. This guy didn't know what he was doing, but now he's learning the ropes, so it'd be stupid to cut him off now. Well, okay. He he did allow and and then another leftist named David Diane who is sort of much sharper and more and he, 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 he raises hackles much more than Ezra does, uh, said, well, it, it really is a mixed bag because he did allow his implementation of things has been really bad, including the massive, massive unemployment fraud that he has allowed, which was in the in the tens of billions of dollars for a state like California, which is unbelievable. I- so um, anyway, um, it, it's it's it, it I would was just sort of like to repeat I, endorsement actually. I
0: would just like to repeat that Ezra Klein is a god among men. Um also, I just thought of something that I may say in reply to your arguing that Afghan refugees uh have a have a high crime rate. I think I may have a devastating riposte,
1: and it just occurred to me. Um it's that these aren't just any refugees, these are interpreters?
0: Mickey, if we Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, no, I'll go ahead. I mean I mean Presumably, this is a different demographic from Afghans who, if you're talking about all existing Afghan refugees of the past, this
1: presumably is a different well, demographic. Well, I, if you looked at the, well, we might as well talk about it now. Fuck it. The, if you looked at the, uh, J, uh, Jason Richwine at the Center for Immigration Studies looked at the, in Austria, 22 times the normal rate of rape, 30 some 37 or something times the normal rate of robbery uh the in other countries it was lower than that but it was still you know 3 or 4 times the normal rate and what- in Denmark etc and these are the migrants that came to Europe uh over the past few years they are different than the people who fled Afghanistan in our airlift but our airlift was not rigorously vetted it was basically it was only a quarter or so, or it was some small percentage were the SIVs who had been vetted—it's basically everybody who made it to the airport and got onto the plane. So oh, it's come not on, there was all, there was some screening. It's not all that different. There from, was screening. There was screening. But it's not as different from the just the migrants who managed to make it what to Germany. You, what do you know
0: how different they as, are? I mean, it could well be that the kinds of people who are translators and things are come have a radically different demographic in terms of income level and education. But it wasn't mainly else.
1: translators. That's the point.
0: What was it? People that made it to the airplane. I, I don't. I cannot believe that three fourths of the people on those planes just elbowed their ways on and didn't meet the criteria. I refuse. That just sounds crazy. Okay. Well, there was I, I a think the answer is system. neither
1: of us knows, but it is a. Yeah, but it, your surmise, a, your surmise is wilder than mine. Not really. Uh, not so wild st- to surmise. St- given the statistics, we've we've shown that we we only got a portion of the interpreters out.
0: Finally, I ask, speaking of wild surmises, do you know who wrote the book Not So Wild A Dream? Sorry? Do you know who wrote the book Not So Wild A Dream? No. I do. Um, well, good for you. Thank you. Okay, (laughs) I think it was Eric Severide, whom most of our viewers are probably too young to remember.
1: Eric Severide. Severide. Oh really? I believe. He was the he was the most pundity of pundits. CBS
0: commentator. Back when there was a strict distinction between reporting and
1: commenting. He's the sort who of would write a column comparing Newsom and Biden without noticing that there was any overlap of issues and declare that a vote against Newsom was a vote against liberal overreach. Wait, Eric Severide would have? He was always making grandiose connections, yeah. That's his job. He did make grandiose connections. He 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 had his finger on the mood of the country, Bob. Quite so.
0: So we should go. I'm gonna quit I'm gonna quit listing things I'm gonna talk about in the parrot room because every time I do it you insist on talking about them here which isn't exactly the business model, Mickey. Not exactly not exactly. Sorry, Doc My pay. okay. Okay. So anyway, the pay room is at patreon.com slash paratroom. Mickey is a Cal's Mickey uh both both uh, yeah Twitter and uh and then foes newsletter my newsletter's not zero I, I think
1: the I think we have a pretty
0: good title for this episode Is it smash the like button and rate and review us
1: Vortex of failure Vortex oh, of failure Same thing Okay see you there See ya